Hey, this is Maggie. And this is James. And you're listening to Directors on Tap. The podcast where we sit down weekly to discuss new favorites, industry news, and what we're watching. Today, we're talking about Mink. So we got up early, not early, but we watched it this morning. And what do you think of it? Preliminary thoughts? <laughs> um, not the best movie. <laughs> you know, no. It was, the... I did not, I, yeah, I didn't really enjoy it very much. It. <laughs> I think it picked up in the last 15 minutes, but it was very slow and meandering and not a good way for the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, I think... I agree with that. I think the um the scene at the end where um Mank well, okay. Did they did they ever call him by Mank? I thought they just called him Mank. They did. They did? Yeah. Um, where he's like giving his whole spiel at the dinner. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was where I kind of it like hooked me back in. You were like, ooh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <When> Gary Oldman's <laughs> just screaming. That's where it hooked me back. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's Gary Oldman, he's good at that. Yeah. Uh, that was actually one of my notes was that like, you know, Gary Oldman's good as always. He just doesn't have much to work with in this. Um, but I thought it was kind of ironic because like the whole thing is like the whole story is he's writing the best screenplay of his life and the screenplay felt kind of subpar <laughs> and yeah. boring. Um, it kind of reminded me of Hail Caesar, which I mentioned when we were talking about it earlier, since that's also about like uh, Hollywood. The main character is a ho- an executive instead of a uh, screenwriter in that but it has like a very same meandering type plot but I think it's done much better where like all the not plot plots are much more interesting and then this it's kind of feels like nothing's happening or even when stuff is happening <laughs> um, I mean I haven't seen that so <laughs> yeah I don't really know I was just say much about that one but I, th- I think you'd like it but yeah um, um I thought I think the biggest thing that stuck out was the dialogue. Like, I think it was, it was like very witty. All the lines felt mm-hmm. like they were, they like flowed together. All the responses and like answers to like questions and you mm-hmm. know, statements or whatever were just, they're not like forced or out of place. And it like almost reminded me of Aaron Sorkin just mm-hmm. because of how like amusing and like cleverly the dialogue was written. I think that's also very, uh, in, characteristic of the time period that's trying to emulate too with film but yeah, like, yeah yeah um but yeah i think that it's because like everything was very well done except for the plot of this movie it just seems so underdeveloped <laughs> yeah i actually what i wrote was like i think that if you're not familiar with the history that is like being mm-hmm. tapped into and they're like referring you know throughout the movie too Mm-hmm. It's going to be even more boring to watch, which mm-hmm. like I don't even know that much about what they were talking about, so I mm-hmm. just felt really bored, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, it kind of felt like the movie expected you to have like this pre-existing knowledge of the history, um, mm-hmm. and what has like what happened in Hollywood, rather than the story like teaching you and explaining to you, um the history throughout the story mm. like i feel like you have to do that because it's like you're just gonna lose your your the attention of the the audience yeah um or at least if you're not e- even if you're not expecting them to come in with some degree of knowing what happened uh 
write the characters in a way that the people don't have to know, even if you'd rather them know. Because I actually, um, when I went to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one of the guys I went to see it with uh, didn't know any of the history that that's based on. And was very surprised when we told him that you'd, uh, we were like, oh yeah, like it was interesting that he changed the ending. He's like, what do you mean that they changed the ending? And we're like, do you not know what actually happened? <laughs> um, but like, that's an example of, you don't have to know the history to enjoy that movie. Yeah, um, exactly. For this one, it's like, and if you do know it, then it adds to it. But this one, it's just, the plot was just so not there. Yeah. Um, even when the characters were well developed and likable, just in such a boring presentation yeah mm -hmm. i guess yeah they didn't really know if if it would be like explainable through the characters like i feel like they weren't yeah. like certain on if that was going to come off that way and clearly mm -hmm. it didn't um i guess on some positive some other positive notes uh the guy they got to play orson wells i think i was very worried where i was thinking like is because I hadn't seen like the trailers of it, or if I had, I'd forgotten. And I was like, "Is Orson Welles gonna have like a good Orson Welles voice?" Because that dude's got a very distinctive voice, and yeah, I think they did pretty well really with the good. actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he looked decently enough like him too, so I was like, "I like it. Good casting choice." Um, and I also liked, but was a little bit confused by the screenplay headings for the title overs or for the superimposes. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked that they you know, matched thematically that like the this title overs and the superimposes were all written as though they were slug lines in a screenplay. But then what confused me was it was obviously meant to emulate the typewriter being written on an actual typewriter. Um, but then when they did the animation for like rolling to the next page as it would go, it went down instead of up. But typewriters go up when you scroll to the next yeah. page. And that was kind of like, why? Um, I also just didn't think those were necessary i thought for the mm -hmm. flashbacks they were like perfect because mm -hmm. if they just cut to that i wouldn't know it was a flashback like i'd yeah. be so confused if they left those out but mm -hmm. so i feel like they were they were helpful and um with the the flashbacks but i don't think they were necessary for like transitions and all that very much agree yeah definitely was needed for the flashbacks but kind of unnecessary everywhere else um yeah and uh Oh, I just I'm just like looking over all my notes and stuff again. Uh how you mentioned about like the dialogue being very witty. I don't know why, but I really, really loved when they were discussing the screenplay and he goes, it's like he goes, it's one big circle like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. That that was golden. I loved that. Um and like also the the conversation where they were uh talking about like uh they were like, ah, oh, we don't got to take Hitler seriously. Because, like, that's what most of Western Europe thought of him at that point in time. Where they were like, oh, we don't have to take him seriously. He's just going to lose power. Which obviously was not the case. <laughs> but, uh, so I just thought that was interesting, too. Um, but, yeah. And I really wanted to love this movie. But, yeah, that plot was not. Yeah, me too. Was not there. And which is, it's more detrimental, even more detrimental. Because it was written to be like more interested in its setting and plot than the characters it felt like even though the characters were more interesting than the setting and plot if that makes sense yeah, yeah. Like it, the, the script played to its weaknesses rather than playing to its strengths oh yeah strange that's i don't know the pacing was just 
very slow. Very. I don't think I would have minded the pacing if it, if the plot well, yeah, was if the just story there. was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like if it was, if the story was, you know, there was no like motives. I feel like, uh-huh. like it just it lost me in the first act. First of all, which is like mm-hmm. super disappointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like within like you know twenty minutes, I think I was like checking my phone because I was just bored. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, like I said, I just think there wasn't really a big enough motive or like purpose for the story to move faster. So mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't I wasn't wondering what was gonna happen next, which Yeah. That's obviously like an important thing for a viewer to be thinking. Very much, very much. Um, um Yeah, just over that that was sort of how I felt the whole time watching it, where I was like, a lot of this is very well done. It's well acted, well shot, like well directed also but just ironically in this movie about one of the best screenplays ever written had a very weak screenplay (laughs) it was really well directed actually like i really liked it um Mm -hmm. i loved the lighting and cinematography Mm -hmm. um it it reminded me a lot of obviously citizen kane Mm -hmm. um i feel like it probably it's definitely inspired from movies i haven't seen but it also reminded me of psycho and some like it hot but you know those are inspirations from other movies too so Mm -hmm. um and i liked the like dream look that it had to it it had Mm -hmm. like very soft tones and nothing was like too sharp or like super contrasted which Mm -hmm. i think fit the story pretty well i also um yeah i also i remember watching it where there was a shot specifically of looking through the window into the kitchen um where i i can't remember her name the german lady was like getting him a drink or something and i just remember thinking like that shot definitely feels like a a 1940s shot um yeah and but i think where it sort of where i didn't like them emulating it so much is uh in one of the car scenes where they had the rear projection which normally i'm totally cool with like emulating rear projection or actually doing it something just seemed more almost digital to it like it felt more like a green screen than a rear projection in one of the scenes where they're mm-hmm. in a car. And I was like, this just feels raw. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the way they lit it or that the background was sharper since they're using modern, you know, modern projectors that are sharper than like the classic reprojection look. Um, something just seemed very off about it. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a 40s rear projection shot. Um, mm, I wish I knew what shot you were talking about. but Yeah, I, I should have like screenshot it or something and send it to you but yeah it's i think other than that i think they did a great job with emulating it i also loved uh this is just more of a filmmaker thing when they were showing uh the dudes making the smoke on the one set for when she was like on the on the burning pyre Mm -hmm. um and then they just showed the dudes like shoveling the the smoke or the coals in there and then fanning the smoke up so it would look like it's coming out of the thing (laughs) i like that yeah um that was neat um, I think the one shot that stuck out to me was when, um, um, what's his name? <laughs> oh, what's his name? Very specific. Oh my god! What, what did Citizen he do? Kane. What's his role? Why am I flanking? Orson Welles. Right? Yes, Orson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. No, you're good. I was completely blanking on that. Um, it happens. When he arrives, um, at Mank's place, at the, mm-hmm. it's towards the end when he's um when they're having their argument but Mm -hmm. there's like a shot from the front door it's like out the front door and he's getting out of the car Mm 
mm-hmm. and it looks exactly like the shot in Citizen Kane mm-hmm. when they open the door and um he's outside on a sled. It like mm-hmm. just looked exactly like it, especially mm-hmm. because the the um the background of the shot in Mank was all like white. It like looked almost like overexposed like it was snow or something. Mm-hmm. So it it just like completely reminded me of that that shot. I'm a hundred percent certain that was intentional. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because that's like the only, that's yeah. the one shot that stuck out to me. So I was like, that's a hundred percent intentional. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see what else did I have to say about that. Like we said, we didn't have much to say just because. Yeah. It was a whole lot of nothing happening in the movie, um, which was unfortunate because the characters were written very likably and interesting. Uh, even like. Yeah, like there's oh, I guess something that I guess sort of thought was neat was the uh, way the screenplay handled the death of I can't remember his name, but the guy who lost his job at the studio and then uh, oh, was, he, like, he had Parkinson, Parkinson's. Yeah, the guy who had Parkinson's yeah. the way the the screenplay treated his death in the same way that the world treats his death where the screenplay just immediately moved on and never picked it up again. And then they yeah. had this big... And then even though there was the less likable character in the studio executive, when he died, it was this big, you know, scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, this big scene. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so I thought that was just kind of a neat way of expressing that, was that the the movie treated their deaths the exact same way the, the world in which they lived did. Yeah. Uh, I like that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have yeah. a whole lot to say. See, there's a whole lot of good little things about this, but it's hard to wrap them together when the whole story didn't feel wrapped together. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no coherence on which like your brain can string everything onto. Like even with all my notes, I was like, yeah, these, uh, that's about it. <laughs> like it just didn't feel tied. Like mm-hmm. scene after scene. Like I felt the, like it just kept mm-hmm. losing its connection to the last scene. The B plot felt more developed than the A plot. And yeah. maybe that was because they were trying to go for like the the like Great Gatsby type approach where it's like years later and he's recalling it, which they sort yeah. of did, but they didn't do it as well. And they did it in a way that felt like the A plot was still meant to be the main focus. And it was and it broke up the B plot, which was more interesting and developed in such a way that it made it hard to continuously follow and care for the B plot. <laughs> like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think the B plot was more like intriguing, but then mm-hmm. it's because that the the beginning, the A plot was like mm-hmm. there's nothing to like connect it to and I wasn't you know like connected to any of the characters either so it's like yeah. i don't really care about the ending anyway so uh-huh yeah and it's like and yeah the a plot is a framing device for the b plot but it jumped back and forth so often and seemingly without reason that it just made the connection between them feel a lot more forced than it actually even organically is because obviously the all the flashbacks we're seeing is the actual story that inspired the story like yeah actually now i'm thinking about it i think the placement of the flashbacks were not were not right like Mm -hmm. maybe they should have i think the whole structure of the film wasn't right it shouldn't have been structured the way it was (laughs) yeah obviously yeah i just meant like 
whenever they had flashbacks, like the more flashbacks they had, mm-hmm. the more confused I got. Like I was just like, what is mm-hmm. going on? Like it's just yeah. not connecting for me. Especially mm-hmm. the way they like just transitioned back and forth and back and forth. And it mm-hmm. was kind of abrupt too. So I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And it's just it didn't flow at all. It felt yeah, it's like it's funny because the dialogue flowed, but it's you know, the story definitely didn't flow. Yeah, at the all. plot did not flow, but the dialogue definitely did. Which is again very unfortunate because everything else was so well done. Which yeah. I feel like is something we keep coming back to is like everything else yeah. was so well done except for the plot. Yeah. There's so many <laughs> things I can pinpoint, but then it's just like cohesively, it's just mm-hmm. Which is then weird that it's such a long movie being like two what was it two hours and ten minutes? Um, yeah. yeah. But nothing. But the plot is so weak in that it's like, how did you write a script that long and have that weak of a plot? Yeah, I remember I was before you had said you said at one point, like, there's still an hour left. And before you said that, I kept mm -hmm. looking at the time. I probably checked it like three different (laughs) times and it said an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. And then you finally said there's still an hour. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, I'm dying. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah, clearly was just not hooked in at all. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah, it I'm just surprised it got, you know what, I think with the the awards this year, award shows, it's just, and the amount of films that um, didn't really do well, and just the pool of mm-hmm. movies this year is not good, but... Very weak competition. Yeah. And I think, you know, had there been a better pool, Mank probably wouldn't be on the list this year for maybe a lot for of acting nominees. like definitely not oh for, yeah yeah not for no, best for picture sure. at all not yeah. for screen and not Sorry, for anything screenwriting I, I was yeah yeah i was gonna say like that's i i meant like best picture you know best director yeah but for performances yeah i'm sure gary oldman would still be up there but mm-hmm. for well, that's just because he's gary oldman yeah, that's what I he mean, does come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for best picture i feel like it, mm-hmm. it would have been harder for this to make the list this year but it's on there yeah but you know what good for them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just remember looking up i mean i guess we're kind of you know veering off from mank right now but Mm -hmm. um we were looking at the list of nominees the other night and i'm like looking up these movies and like every time i'd say a movie james was like what is this and i was like yeah i've never even heard of this what is this movie and then we'd like read the description we're like um no <laughs> let's not watch that and uh, it was just like movie after movie we were like that doesn't sound good that doesn't sound good <laughs> or if it sounded good we were like that not sounds a bit too intense for one night <laughs> yeah. yeah we were like we're not in the mood for like some emotional heartbreaking movie and then we're looking at some other movie and it's like well we're not in the mood for you know some violent whatever it was <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know there was like oh the um the musical one uh with chadwick what Ma Rainey? It? Yeah. Yeah. That one. I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah, the pool this year is just not good. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll change our minds once we watch some of the other ones. We'll be like, oh, this other contender is actually really good. But That's true. Make I, is I not one of them. <laughs> I shouldn't really judge them before watching them. But usually if I like, mm-hmm. you know, like last year and years before, if I see just you know, descriptions of movies or um, 
like little exclusive like snippets of it mm-hmm. um i still am like intrigued by them all right so a while ago we mentioned that we were working on a web series screenplay um sort of like a, a sci-fi mystery thriller type thing and we made a good amount of progress on that we outlined it to be six episodes long and we are four episodes in uh we are hit sort of a roadblock since then just with finding the time to work on it but uh yeah so just as an update we're now four episodes into that it's coming out very well we like the characters a lot and uh Max, what do you have to say about it well <laughs> we've just been really bad with like keeping up with writing we like basically had this like jump start of motivation in the beginning where it was like we wrote four episodes which okay yeah we wrote like 45 pages of a screenplay in mm-hmm. like less than a week it was like three days in yeah probably three... a total of a total of less than 24 hours of work yeah. time yeah yeah so we wrote like 45 pages in 24 hours that's that's pretty good yeah for our first draft but then that's, that's only... know, after yeah Oh, I was just going to say that's only that's like less than 20 pages away from being a feature film by itself. <laughs> yeah. And it's also 20 pages away from Oh wait, being no, that finished. is a feature. Wait a minute. No, that is a feature film by itself. I was thinking 60 pages. Uh 45 minutes is a feature film according to the Academy. Well, that is a feature film by itself. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's 20 pages away from being finished. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it yeah. also could be a feature film. Yeah. Um yeah, so about a month ago, we kind of, we lost motivation. <laughs> we're getting back on it. We're getting back on it. Yeah, I think uh, this this next week we sh- we're going to be. We're definitely going to have to grind out on it because then I, because at the end of this quarter coming up, that's when I'm going to have to really be focusing on my, uh, my feature film that's going to be starting to get into steps right before production. So yeah, we'll definitely have to grind it out early in this quarter. Yeah but yeah um yeah i guess i could say that my motivation is probably at a low because of being stuck at home Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this same room for a year so i think i might be moving back into the city at the end of uh this next quarter so before the summer possibly so i think I will definitely be more motivated just in general to work on films once I'm back in the city. Hopefully. Or that's just an excuse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is just an excuse. We'll see. We'll find mm-hmm. out. Probably a little bit. Just a little bit? In the next few weeks, we will be doing an Oscar special where we predict the 2021 Oscar winners. So that should be a really fun episode. So look out for that one. Hopefully it will be amazing and we'll definitely get every single prediction right. Yes, I'm going to get every single one. (laughs) Bet money on it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast, Directors on Tap. As always, you can check out our Instagram and Twitter pages at Directors on Tap for some behind the scenes content and updates on when each new episode is going to be released. Join us next week for more film talk.